Hello, class, and you are listening to Podcast 118, a Hey Arnold re-education, where every week two lifelong friends gather to rewatch, review, and relive every episode and movie of the classic Nicktoon Hey Arnold. I'm one of your hosts, and I do have a sense of smell. My name is Michael. And I'm Sean. And do you have a sense of smell? I just want to make sure, like, we're both, neither of us are smell blind. When I take a Zyrtec, uh-huh. yes. That works. That does work. Speaking of our pre- our offline conversation regarding Ted Lasso, I learned that Jason Sudeikis is actually smell blind, and he has a thriving comedy career, so, no. Hashtag he can no do excuses. it, and he doesn't even have a sense of smell. <laughs> That's so impressive. That's okay, mama. I'll learn how to play by ear. <laughs> Stupid. This is your sporadic reminder to go and watch Walk yes. Hard, the Dewey Cox story, if you have not. Iconic. And have every music biopic, biopic that has come out in the year since be subsequently ruined entirely in the process. <laughs> Looking at you, Bohemian Rhapsody, I Want to Dance with Somebody. Uh, I guess probably that Aretha Franklin movie that came out recently as well. Respect. Respect. Sorry, Respect. And mm-hmm. um, uh, the Rocket Man was kind of very novel. I, I like I liked Rocket Man a lot. I mean, a lot of them yeah. are a little bit dick strokey, right? Like a that's bit, yeah. that's what you sign up for True. if you're going to go and see a biopic. Mm-hmm. Um, has to be. Yeah. Even like Straight Outta Compton was like, as it was like dick strokey, but it was also like, yeah, but we were all assholes, but we're yeah. still going to stroke our own dicks. <laughs> yeah, I think my favorite biopic was Top Gun Maverick. Oh yes, the, the the Tom Cruise love letter to Tom Cruise. <laughs> I thought. And Sorry, we had an episode okay. already talking about how it's much okay. I hated that movie, and it doesn't deserve anything can, other we, than the visual accolades that I got because it was very impressive. We can talk on a technical yes, level, that's for sure. For sure. Next song. Continue. Okay. Speaking, Don't let me ruin things. Speaking of <laughs> neurotic control freak obsessives. Well done. Let us talk about season two, episode seven. Here we are segue that was way better than it should have been i know now i'm gonna think about another sid casting i kind (laughs) of i I, want to record myself doing like a seven-part harmony that sounds like the sega chorus but instead it's segue but i don't know if i have i don't know if i can harmonize that many times over but you You could you're the singer here that's correct i could i'll (laughs) i'll compose for you all right so um Yes, the for part A of this affair. Well, first of all, take us out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and Stitcher. Leave a rating and review, especially if you like what you hear, so other people can find the show. There are dozens of you, and I would love for there to be dozens more. Um, check us out on... I'm starting to pick up Steam again on uh, at PC118Pod at Instagram. Uh, one of our most recent posts, uh, because I tagged him, but that's okay, because he could have chosen to ignore it, but Harold himself, Justin Shankaro, knows we exist, so that's pretty cool. Wow. Um, yeah, and I was like, oh, you're confusing me! Uh, but we'll get to that when we get back to a more Harold-centric episode. Mm. Anyways, so today we're here, first of all, to talk about Arnold Save Sid, which originally aired uh, October 13th, 1997, written by Steve Vixton and directed by Stark Howell. Um, I do want to mix up our mix things up a little bit. I know we've taken some issue with like Wikipedia, Wikipedia user generated summaries are. So I'm going to be pulling from different sources. This one has been copy and pasted from IMDb, which I think is much more concise and allows us mm-hmm. to just, you know, uh, go go forth with a cleaner slate. So after Arnold saves Sid from injury, Sid devotes himself to paying Arnold back with unending kindness. So this is the first time that we actually 
have a whole episode devoted really to Sid. And I guess by proxy, Arnold's relationship with Sid. And mm-hmm. correct me if I'm wrong, but is this the first time we actually even he- see like Arnold and Sid exchange words of dialogue together? Like the only other thing that comes to mind is Arnold giving Sid the list before he tees up Gerald for the list like monologue sermon. But even then, I don't think they said a word to each other. Huh. The closest thing was just him going, boy, howdy, I'm going to sit sit around all day and watch cartoons. Like, I don't think it's interesting to like be thrown into this thing. It's like, oh, I guess Arnold and yeah. Sid have a relationship besides just I mean, being in the same class. Yeah, if they did exchange any dialogue, it was non-impactful or mm-hmm. it was like part of a group setting. I mean, because again, the only thing that comes to mind for me is them sitting at the table eating copious amounts of sugar pop, pop, crunch, pop, yeah. and up your assholes. And <laughs> yeah, and that's the only thing I uh, I recall. All right. So yeah, let's talk about, let's again, the, the Nickelodeon Netflix execs are breathing down our necks and it's like, hey, like Sid is, Sid is a, Sid is a, crucial character in our one-to-one live action adaptation i we have... guarantee you that all dozen of our viewers work at nickelodeon <laughs> and are researching how to do a live cast and they're watching every episode that's mm. that's all the viewers they're they're giving us our plutonium pellets priming the mm-hmm. time machine so we can again reach across the boundaries of time and space to find their exact right person to play sid in live action so who who do we have coming in today for auditions do you want to start with your picture do you want me to start yeah absolutely okay. so uh in the world where we have a time travel device and that time travel device doesn't necessarily take us to a given point in time but someone that comes in for an audition can go into that time travel device mm. come out of that time travel device <laughs> At the time of the audition, okay. but in a younger version um, of themselves. Okay, pin particle style. We're pushing time through yes. them rather than pushing them exactly. through time. Okay. Yes. Okay. The only person that comes uh, recommended from me is Adrian Brody. He's <laughs> <laughs> got the gravity voice. Want... He's got the nose for the part. We don't need yes. to. We don't need any prosthetics. You know, we don't need I to want... call in Rick Baker. Pull him out I of retirement. Want every version of Wes and. Anderson, Adrian Brody that I can get channeled into this character <laughs> and just a little bit of the emotional tie from the pianist. Okay. I just want okay. that level of commitment to this role. And the only person that can bring it is like a 15 year old Adrian Brody. <laughs> <laughs> or I mean, I guess we could take current Adrian Brody too and he would kill it. Sure. For sure. You remember when we watched the pianist after school sophomore year for like extra credit and people were treating that shit like it was an action movie. Yes, yes I do. Yes, I do. Sorry. This is not to rag on the penis at all. It was a great film, super heartbreaking, but like phenomenal movie. But yeah, our so- our fellow sophomore students were well being extremely sophomore. Lack of respect for the gravitas of the subject matter. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Was, we uh, we glazed over it with with poor humor. Yes, <laughs> just as well. We we don't really glaze over here. We like we really pour over things in great detail. But it is still with like arguably poor humor, but mature, self reflective, self aware poor humor. Um, yeah. Do you have any other any other SIDS, or is that your, the only horse in the race for you? Oh no, all of my eggs are in this basket. Okay, it's the. It's the Adrian Brody No Way Home. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. Good. Yes. Okay. Well, we'll see where things shake out here. This was pretty hard for me too, and 
again, yeah, I had to really think of like, who is Sid? And again, I, I went a little into future spoilers here because there are a few more Sid-centered episodes. And basically, I tried to distill it. I'm like, okay, Sid is, he's well-meaning, but he is mm. kind of obsessive. But he is also kind of annoying, but not in like in a super, in a super overt way. It's like, you kind of still want to like, Give him the benefit of the doubt, but he is also still very, like, neurotic and annoying. So far, I had... Well, it, er, at first, I kind of thought of, like, maybe Ben Stiller. Like, early, mm. maybe mid to late 90s Ben Stiller. Because, again, he's got that sort of, like, underdog-ish quality that Sid also has. But he is prone to, like, neurotic freakouts. I think of, like, the the baggage the baggage scene, like, the overhead yes. compartment scene, Meet the Parents is uh comes to mind um i don't know along came Polly. i watched recently i like him a lot in that so maybe ben stiller but i feel a little more close strongly about these next two picks i want to say pre-spider-man toby mcguire because mm. again as we know toby mcguire can be very earnest and just sincere and really just believe in everything he's saying but he is also prone to like meltdowns but even when he is melting down, it's, he can do a good meltdown. It's very hard to take it seriously. Yeah, like I thought of, I thought of that. Uh, that is it. He plays like Bobby Fischer, right? He's like, "That was the day. That was the day." Mm-hmm. Um, or just the entirety of Spider-Man Three. The entirety. But, of Spider-Man 3. <laughs> specific. Yeah, yeah. Like, like this is what people do. They may, like, we fight sometimes, but I don't think we should break up. Um, but like, but also, but like, especially like Pleasantville, Tobey Maguire, like just very, like yes. you know, very. Mm-hmm. there is kind of an edge there there is like maybe a little bit of like a cynicism to it but he is trying to kind of stay in this sort of idyllic hopeful headspace and that's where we see sid for the majority of this episode uh any thoughts on toby before i i reveal my and he's also the an mtv movie award best kiss nominee so we get that he we get that best cred. Kiss nominee yeah. i think he could do the role well okay i i didn't necessarily tie it when you said it to like pre-spider-man toby I guess my my brain instantly obviously just went to Spider-Man Toby. But yeah, no, I can I can see it. I think he has this um Toby Maguire if you're listening, I'm sorry. He just has this like sad look to him. Sad, a little bit of a sad sack, you, but a kind of an optimistic You know what like, I mean? A, a brightly yeah. disposition sad sack. Or at least like he's like he's cool. You can tell he's like okay with his lot in life even if it's not fantastic. Yeah. 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 And that's that's the vibe that I get from Sid. Not necessarily that he is somebody who has a poor lot in life and does well with it, but just kind of has that like this is that what, look. This is what we're doing. Yeah, that this, look. That's cool. It's, it's got fine. that look. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah, another this this just came to me earlier this morning or today while I was working, and I'm like, oh, I think who would kill this as well, and where it's that same balance of like your 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 personality is a little grating, but I think yeah, like Goonies era Corey Feldman would would have would crush this character would crush Sid. Oh hell yeah like goonies stand by me Corey feldman he'd have to be a little more understated because again like he's very mouthy as well mouth and as a teddy teddy duchamp but Mm. i think yeah with that he is similarly pretty kind of like like this this undercurrent of sort of sort of this obsessive quality like i can't let this go because this is this is all i have right now (laughs) um i think it's yeah it's really hard because when we see through the entire castings, what we're going to have is we're going to have a load of triple A yeah. actors and having all of them compete 
on screen for the attention is going to be a really difficult thing, which I'm yeah. not going to overthink and be like, oh, I should cast <laughs> extras as these characters, like up and comers and not really A-list people. But that particular point about like, he'll have to be a little more understated is like, that's a lot. So that's will a, everybody. That's a big so ask will from Corey everybody. Feldman. Like, <laughs> yeah. we're going to be like, Corey, put away the Michael Jackson jacket. That's your put, you put on the, you put on the leather jacket. That's, yeah. that's what Sid wears. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's got the stringy hair down, like he kind of had that. He does. Yeah, like, he does here. have the stringy hair. So down, this is. Yeah. I mean, I mean, true to life. I and mean, I don't think you and I would have it any other way. This is. This will literally be like a Tropic Thunder scenario once this oh. whole damn thing is nailed nailed down. Oh, the whole cast is going to be there. That's for sure. If I can help it, <laughs> okay. I will put them in wrong places just okay. to have them all together yeah. again. If Danny DeVito, you know, let's say if we Danny don't, McBride is Danny currently, McBride, Danny McBride is the runner up, is the understudy for Ernie. Like, let's, yeah. let's be real about that. <laughs> Cool. I'm gonna gray out Sid, and then we'll think about who to do okay. next week. Okay, but, sounds good. Uh, hand it to you, my friend. <laughs> okay, all right. So yeah, this I think this is a kind of again, this is sort of like a very common sitcom comedy type trope. It's like, oh, this character becomes this character's, you know, slave servant, whatever, what have you. <laughs> um, I forgot that the Mister Chicken was like halibut pancakes and halibut. I've never even. I don't think I've had halibut. I've, there's a lot of fish that I've never had. Have you really? ever had halibut? If of so, course can I've you tell halibut. us what it tastes like? Tastes like fish? Just no. Okay, I'm, like on this fish it's spectrum, hard, it's hard to. And how would it at pair least with pancakes? In my opinion, in your, in I don't your, know if it okay. would pair with pancakes effectively <laughs> unless you're going fried, uh-huh. which, I mean, goes along the fried chicken and waffles. waffles. Yeah, route, maybe that's right? what like that's, that's the play on it. Maybe there's something there, but like, I don't know. I would consider halibut a milder taste fish, depending on like how you prepare it. Mm-hmm. Like it's usually paired up with some kind of like fruit, I would say. Like mangoes and halibut are often together. I'll have the halibut with the mango <laughs> salsa. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, they're the boysenberry syrup. That sounds good though. Boysenberry syrup. Um, I'm pretty sure it was... No, it was roast duck. Never mind. Sorry. Duck. Geico commercial caveman. Oh, I, found you you wrong. I forgot about that one. Thank you. It's because I said it wrong. <laughs> it's all right. It's okay. Um, yeah, this is whole thing. of, And again, it's not even like, hey, I did this for you. Now you owe me. It's just Sid like going straight up into like, again, like this is kind of we didn't have a word for this back in the day, but he's like Loki kind of like love bombing Arnold. But there's he expects nothing mm-hmm. in return. If you were in Arnold's position. What hmm. Sid, what of Sid's special treatment would you concede and be like, all right, cool, fine, you, that's fine, you can do this, versus like what things would be like, would you not really want to be on the receiving end of, even if it's ultimately in from a sense of adoration? I mean, there's a part of me that wouldn't mind somebody getting me the seats I want on the bus. Uh-huh. Well, to Bert, but... to one of like the Connie and Maria guys at that. Yeah, like, oh. absolutely. Yeah, 100%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um but I'm an aisle seat person anyway, so it doesn't really uh, matter. I think a lot of Sid shit crossed the line. Okay, like, all right. So there's nothing you it would, would be, you would. It take. would be easy to say, oh yeah, the condiment delivery yeah. is a good thing. That's fine. Yeah. Like everything else is just like super over the top, and like the very first thing is shoving food into his mouth. That like, is true. No gracias. And no gracias. Milk and scrambled eggs too. Like no, nah, I'm good. thank I'm you. Good, <laughs> yeah, I think like just getting the door for me would be okay. But again, like. I've been subjected to like kind of friendship love bombing and it was really fucking awkward. Mm. And yeah, the whole thing of like, it's cool until it's not. And then the person gets mad at you for 
these things that you didn't ask them to do in the first place anyway. Like, I was kind of, I wanted to take issue with Arnold's reactions and responses to Sid, but I was, like, actually kind of with it. I'm like, yeah, this is a little, this is a little much. It's a little excessive. It was hard to find any fault there. I think it was just an uncomfortable situation all around. (laughs) Yeah, I was uncomfortable for most of this episode, (laughs) but this entire package deal we got with these two episodes was just like a shitload of fun it so was like it was. was the it was the right kind of uncomfortable yeah. throughout this episode <laughs> yeah absolutely absolutely <laughs> nothing too good for the guy who saved my oh, no, life the best 50 million yeah. times <laughs> the best part the best one was again so it's weird timeline wise like miss lovac is still their teacher but he's like he answers the question correctly about like when columbus discovered america but apropos of nothing completely like, miss slovak thank you but to be to be perfectly honest, the one who really deserves the credit <laughs> is Arnold <laughs> because he saved my life. <laughs> like, I cannot <laughs> believe we didn't make that a bit in class. I can't. No, this, believe this episode we was not in that. our. This episode was not in our immediate like, hey Arnold, vocab, <sighs> and I'm kind of sad again. Yeah, just, missed like, opportunity. Every time someone answered a question correct, then you know we all we were all killing it with the participation points too. So like there were plenty of opportunities where we could have. Uh, you know, just devolved into these hysterics. Yeah, it would have been a bit I would have loved to do, though. Like, <laughs> would have been so good. <laughs> so good. He doesn't even, like, I, I, I thought he, like, I thought he would, like, bury his, his face into his elbow and then, like, like you know, thump on the table. But he just kind of, like, lowers his head and he's, like, it's, like, it's, it's very Dobby-esque is what it is. It's, like, at least for the first half of the episode, like, it's Sid the house elf. That's, that's what we've got in front of us. <laughs> Sid the house elf? <laughs> Oh my fucking god. Like short of Ew, no wonder I hated him so much. He was Dobby this entire episode waiting for fucking dirty holy sock. (sighs) Master Arnold has given Sid clothes. (laughs) Sid is free. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it so much. (laughs) Oh dude. Okay, but can we focus? Can we can we turn some attention yeah, here bring me to the back fact in. that we we actually see Arnold and Gerald are standing at the urinal, yes, and they're like you know sort of shaking one off. Like we hear it flush, but yeah, like and their like arms are slightly angled downward, you know, doing their thing. But it was actually I actually loved that part of the episode because I I totally like once I saw it, I was like, oh my god, that was a thing where. Gerald like tells Arnold like hey man here's what you do just lay it on lay it down lay down the line and you know stick to your guns and you'll be fine and he like you know he just nothing but nets the garbage can but then Arnold's like yeah totally it'll be fine and he tries the same shot but he bricks it (laughs) and we get what do we get a dark ominous tone (laughs) (laughs) fade out fade in exterior frozen yogurt shop so good which also this episode like the frozen yogurt doesn't look great but it still makes you want frozen no, yeah, yogurt yeah. with self-serve sprinkles like come on a, 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 a small toppings bar at each and every booth like and this amazing. is amazing i hadn't even really like a good seven years seven eight years away from actually having frozen yogurt i'm just genuinely Honestly, curious, probably you, same yeah when what, what do you put on your frozen yogurt i've, I've actually i don't think i've ever oh. actually gotten frozen yogurt with you yeah, so my frozen yogurt is pretty, uh, I guess I would consider it pretty, like, basic. I, uh-huh. I only do plain tart. 
Like plain uh, tart is the only okay. flavor that I enjoy of frozen yogurt. And then I am often just fruit. Um, okay. So strawberry is a good one for me. If I'm feeling especially adventurous, I'll also do a little bit of mochi, but it gets too solid on a frozen yogurt. It gets way too solid mm. unless you eat it immediately. Um, but yeah, strawberries like pretty much the only thing that I do, maybe a little bit of mango. Um, and then, yeah, no, that's, that's really it. Good. Maybe honey. If I want a little oh, nice. bit of sweetness on it, but yeah. no, plain tart is, is so good. It's been a while so for good. me, but I will definitely go for, I like, I like taro frozen yogurt. If it's available, I'll go with strawberry for sure. And yeah, I'll go with like, I don't go Maybe with like some strawberry pieces, some like graham cracker crumbs, or the cre- like the cheesecake bites. That's that's where it's at for me. Cheesecake bites. Yeah, that's kind of it. Yeah, I don't I don't go I won't go too crazy. I won't put like gummy worms or anything like that. Uh, but yeah, just that the fruit and the uh, the graham cracker adjacent toppings is really kind of it. Hold on, I just want to show you real quick. Oh, never mind. I am mistaken. We don't see their arms like angled down, but they're totally peeing. So that was cool. Like good bathroom representation. Love um, that. Yeah. And that bathroom, not not as dirty. I like the purple and the blue. Um, You've got reflective tile on the bottom. It's yeah. clean in there. <laughs> it's pretty, it is clean. If it's you, clean if you can, in there. You can yeah. see the fluorescence glinting off for sure. And yeah, the fact that the yogurt, it's like, at a certain point, it's like watching a, a again, it's just like watching a codependent relationship. There's like attempted breakups and stuff. And yeah it's very weird and i'm i'm actually curious i've been like now that we've been really sitting intentionally and going week to week with these i wonder what i'd like to hear what you think of this observation i see that arnold 2.0 philip arnold uh pvd philip van dyke is he reads as more assertive to me whereas arnold 1.0 uh tc torn cadell he's he comes off as more like a little more passive aggressive, if not like straight up aggressive, depending on the he story. Is. Does that yes. sound? Does that feel like a, a good read on the two Arnolds as we see them right now? Yes. This was a hate Arnold episode. Okay. This okay. was a hundred percent a hate okay. Arnold episode too. Yeah. Yeah. On on multiple line readings, he we get like a hey Sid, how you doing? And I'm like, where is this coming from? Like this extra East Coast twang, which is super extra Arnold weird. Arnold is a wannabe. <laughs> He wants to be cool. Arnold, you live in a fictional pastiche of Seattle. Like, get over yourself. You you are Pacific Northwesterner. Okay. You wear a plaid shirt as a kilt. (laughs) If that's if that's not Seattle, I don't I don't know what is. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Oh boy. But special shout out. I don't. And I think it, it 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 ties itself up well. Like again, I think maybe just Sid. The resolution, I, I take some issue with. I'm like, okay, whatever. Um, like, they're cool by the end. So I don't really care too much about how it wraps up. But I do love... Me either. I do love this instance. This is one of my favorite instances of Grandpa knowing exactly what's going on with Arnold, but not really helping. Yeah. <laughs> Down to, like, yeah. the like the precise, like, minutia of the situation. And he goes, yeah, exactly. Well, what do you think I should do? Here's what you do. Take this map. And mop the floor. See ya. <laughs> yes, he un- he gets it. He, he gets it. <laughs> and also birthing one of my favorite uh, this my one of my favorite Oscar Kokoschka lines. One hundred percent. Do you know? Do you know where I'm going with this? No. Okay. Tell me. He's trying to like 
sneak one too many pancakes at breakfast or whatever and off screen you hear <laughs> grandpa slap him with the spatula and he goes you hurt my, I hand. my hand i'm going to sue you <laughs> i thought that your favorite oscar line would be in the next oh episode. no there's that no because that's my, that's my favorite, favorite. Okay, okay. I, well i'm gonna line. i'm gonna give you that line reading i'm not gonna rob you of that um <laughs> i feel like you could read this as a real quick because we don't really we haven't been talking about the music as much this season but I found it interesting in this episode how we got a bunch of, like, reuses and rehashes of things that came from season one. But weirdly still kind of worked. Like, we heard the heat snow motif, the, that beat a lot, that... Like I was going to say the same thing. It was that same yeah. suite, but a little bit of a different take, It was right? a little bit. It was, like, a slightly different arrangement, mm-hmm. but the same kind of like vibe. Bouncier, less less, like, dragged. Yeah. But maybe that was kind of the point. It's like... This is this does get very repetitive for Arnold the whole time dealing with it. It was like a precursor to the Squidville montage in SpongeBob, where like Spon- Squidward's like, "Yeah, this is cool," and then like all then the he gets past the point of diminishing returns like very quickly. And mm-hmm. I think the grandpa thing of like him like not really helping Arnold, but just like giving him a chore to do. It's made even funnier when you real when I really paid attention to the fact that they put like the extra sentimental version of Groove Remote under it, which is like yes, that's the the deep in thought Arnold <laughs> motif. <Yeah. laughs> Grandpa, I love you. You're so like you're you're emotional. He support. brings he brings the entire show together, he does, right? He like does. he's such a good moral gut check at times. Mm-hmm and voice of reason and lack of reason at others i love that voice and lack of reason that's yeah 100 i think in a lot of ways like i mean pookie is with with all the love of my heart she's a little bit one note right Mm -hmm. in comparison to grandpa yeah she does have her moments but you know if you're comparing the two grandpa enables arnold to do things confidently and also make mistakes. That's good parenting. And learn from that. That is good parenting. It, That's it, damn good it's parenting. Very, it's very solid parenting. And, you know, Pookie, to her right, is the one that creates a safe space for Arnold to be creative and mm-hmm. think outside of himself mm-hmm. and be beyond. Like, it would not be surprising to me if Pookie was the one that, like, designed Arnold's room to be as, like, you know, open and and stargazy as it is Mm -hmm. i do like that headcanon i do i do appreciate that all right part b of this episode hookie written by jim ryan directed by steve saki and i love the way uh, this was written for imdb arnold and gerald play hookie but their day is thwarted by intense paranoia so at first i went into this and i think i told i said this at the end of our previous recording where it's like oh this kind of is like a spiritual sequel to the list I mean, it's got elements of the list, sure, as in, like, you know, the best laid plans of mice and men go never right, whatever the saying is. But this is yes. way, I realize this is way more of a subversion slash spiritual sequel to Downtown as Fruits, in which on Arnold and Gerald are like, you know what, forget our obligations, our school-related yeah. responsibilities, let's just break off and do our own thing. F this. But at every single turn, it all. It's just like, it's again, like to borrow more like Arrested Development, it's like, we made a huge mistake. Like, it's, it is so funny. And it's not like crazy laugh out loud funny. I think it's more no. just <laughs> the, the simmering snowball of yeah. their, of their paranoia. Again, of their just like fear and paranoia of being caught. And they're constantly trying to. Turn it around like my favorite running gag was like every time they get somewhere, Gerald's like, Arnold, 
this is this is great. This is the life. We're here at Dino Land. We're here at the baseball game. We got cold drinks, hot dogs, and we're here drinking Yahoo sodas on the sidewalk. We're in beards, and so I was like, "Yeah, totally." And then again, just like no such thing as a free lunch. Like the the thing happens where they get super scared of being found out, and you know they just keep like failing one thing to the next <laughs> it's it's funnier than the list some on on somehow i think because they have like two people bouncing off bouncing their fears off of each other and like neither of them are cool really like they're both just sort of like spiraling together <laughs> yeah i mean nothing works out for them this episode still kind of glamorizes playing hooky though i, I would guess say. i mean yeah <laughs> they get a lot done in the span of a day they do like they do mm-hmm. they do the moments they have highs they 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 are high. They get to ride a roller coaster. And I mean, the, the let's get back in line. What line is so <laughs> like, that's a dream. That's a dream. That did happen to me once, I think. God. Like on some ride at Great America. They just let you stay on the train. Yeah. They're yeah. Like, hey, no, dude, it. that happened Everyone's to me. Dude, that happened, to me. That happened to me once on Space Mountain. And that, that was the f- coolest freaking thing that's ever happened. It's. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a great experience yeah. to be able to just back to back roller coaster <laughs> so good what was your mileage i mean were you were you one of those kids who was like in love with dinosaurs did you have like a major dinosaur phase growing up so i don't remember if i had like a dinosaur dinosaur phase yeah. but i do remember land before time being a big right. cartoon for me growing uh-huh. up i don't think i was a dinosaur kid neither I was i so. i loved jurassic I I was like, park but that's like it yeah yeah I but think I, I was power mm-hmm. rangers and bionicle uh-huh for sure. I mean, Power Which Rangers had a, dinosaur, group, but... had a dinosaur yeah. like theme at various points yeah, in the franchise. Ish. So that works. But I do remember like Six Flags, when it was still Marine World, there was like a dinosaur area. So that I kind of like remember thinking like, oh, this is like Hey Arnold. And there was like a pretty sick like uh, 4D chairs moving dinosaur island film type thing there. So that was pretty that was that was that was a trip. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I'd be hard pressed if Dino Land were like in the city limits prior. Like they'd probably they probably had to take a train or some shit to like get to like they a more suburby yeah. outsider area. So you know these kids these kids gone around. They did. They definitely mm-hmm. did. God, but it sounds like a badass theme park, right? It does. I mean, of course, yeah. there's not an ambulance waiting at every ride, no. but like, man. It looked like a cool theme park. The theming's pretty cool. Cool enough to have yeah. you double fist uh, cotton candies like Farkas the janitor. So his name was Farkas, Farkas. not Fartkiss? Farkas. Well, like they, the Paramount Plus caption says Farkas. And I totally forgot they like name dropped this kid who got who Farkas blew the whistle on <laughs> to go to junior juvenile hall. Yes. Movie, like Smedvik. I'm like, that does <laughs> something sound, weird. Again, yeah, super weird last name. And then, again, just sounds like some like recess level humor. Um, Wait, also, before I forget, okay. sorry, um, <laughs> when when Principal Warts affirms that he could have been a hockey star and then mentions his toe, <laughs> I, would like to, I would like to add to the gag okay, runner the got? amount of early 90s Nickelodeon toe or foot references. What else do we have? This is the first of it. <laughs> what, wait, wait, what other toe Nickelodeon? <laughs> you mean besides the foot logo of Nickelodeon? Oh, the foot logo? Yeah, for sure. There was like a talking... <laughs> Do you remember that there was like, I don't even remember his name, but there was like a talking foot, like a foot with a face on Rocco's Modern Life. And for some reason, it just talked like Johnny Carson. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Oh, it was like the hopping. Which there's also a really good, I think you should leave about Johnny Carson impersonators. There's some weird, wild stuff. 
unrelated. Okay, okay. Um, but no, like apparently the uh, I don't want to start sure. this conversation. Take take this one off the edit. Are you sure? Um, uh, don't, yes. if, this is, if we're on foot talk here, let's just follow it, man. It's fine. Yeah, because isn't there like this whole like like wasn't Dan Schneider like one of the oh, major, like Nickelodeon ads large. like a weird fucking? I mean, he he was like guy. a he was like a Quentin Tarantino or whatever the allegations are. But yeah, I think yeah. I think so. And again, trust me, like. They're they're filming Good Burger too right now, like during the writer strike, which is like its own bag of issues. But I was like, yeah, what are the, how are they going to explain like explain away like Dan Schneider's no longer there to play the manager? Like, I guess mm-hmm. we'll see. Perhaps Ed finally worked his way up, but that would also not really be befitting his character. But there, we'll we'll see there in summer 2025 when we watch Burger King Maverick. Yeah, where where the Burger Mobile <laughs> was, really was really doing was really doing zero G rolls. <laughs> To um, the sounds of less than Jake, ska punk kings. Oh my god! Okay, I'm sorry. I took us off road. No, Fart it's kiss. fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Um, I'm hard pressed as to whether to talk. I, I kind of want to just go. I guess in like episode order. So yes. okay, Dino Land. Yeah, Dino Land. A bust. Quigley Field. Yet another bust. Yep. Another good, good, good continuity. Same like announcer as the uh, the. The guy who was calling Mickey Kaline's last game, like, whoa, yes. look at that weird kid go. <laughs> it's like, these <laughs> yeah. kids are so dedicated. They came here on a school day. <laughs> and then doubles down. You can catch all this footage. <laughs> <laughs> I do like the, like, Gerald's just like obliviousness. He's like, well, who do you think they're going to show on TV? He's like, happy people? <laughs> too busy enjoying his We hobby. talk about this every episode, but Hey Arnold does such a good <laughs> job with like the, uh, this won't happen. Hey, yeah, this yeah. happens. It's, like, it's, it's, it's such a simple setup, but it really does work every single time. And uh, okay, so that then brings us to again, again. Here we go. And again, some banger, just like dialogue based, but it also totally tells you who these people are. Then the third place they go is to the movies. Most likely the very same movie where Arnold tried to get in and break into during the list. Their film of choice is Buddy Love Goes Coconuts. And yeah, this is like, <laughs> he's like, this is great, Arnold. It's just you, me, and Buddy Love Goes Coconuts. Banger Little Music Sting, like, kind of like yes. Mambo thing. It was so good. It goes. Yes. Buddy Love is actually the name, the alter ego of Jerry Lewis's character in the original Nutty Professor. Actually, no, both Nutty Professors. Huh. It's Buddy Love. That's the name of the the yeah the suave dude when he when he drinks the serum so i'm like i wonder if that shit is just public domain that name you don't have to copy not have to clear that with anybody so maybe this is right around the time the nutty professor remake had come out so a lot of a lot of interesting ip uh ip questions there but yes <laughs> but yes it's interesting we then see like because they're the only people in the boarding house who have nothing else to do we see that we see across both of these episodes that Grandpa and Oscar spend a lot of time together. <laughs> because, they're best friends. Be- they're they're a hundred percent best okay, friends. Forget, yeah, they're like they you know they they bicker, but they they they're playing coy. They, they love each other. It's, yeah, it's a hetero romance if there ever was one. It's yes. it's the Arnold and Gerald like adult <laughs> parallel. Oh, absolutely. Ernie. Yeah, a little more bickery, but yeah, <laughs> and. 
was oh my god i forgot about this line entirely um it's, well no the gerald's thing he's like it's like well it's like why are they, what are they doing here don't they have jobs and grandpa, <laughs> was like well grandpa's retired and oscar <laughs> well, well he lives off of his wife <laughs> he lives off of his wife <laughs> so just matter of fact just deadpan <laughs> This is how it is, and that's how it's gonna go. She <laughs> really does. Oh my god! But yeah, okay. So then Arnold and Gerald, and again, yeah, you know, Ernie's too busy crushing buildings. Mister Wynn works at like a taqueria, I think. We yeah. don't learn that until like season five. Susie's mm-hmm. definitely got a job. Um, yeah, but okay. She's corporate. So yeah, she's yeah, most definitely. So they they you know they army crawl out of the theater. But Arnold, uh, not Oscar's having a great old time, and and we know this because he says what, Sean? Eh, it's Buddy Coconuts, and he's going coconuts. <laughs> no, Buddy Love, and he's going coconuts. <laughs> so fucking good. I like, I love him so much because he's just such a pure, stupid humor. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry to bring it back. I want to go to like again, like the thing that really blew this episode wide open for me but before we do that i do want to draw your attention to how hilarious this like i guess not even background like foreground character with no animation whatsoever when they're watching the baseball game this guy sitting next to gerald (laughs) like his face is purely it looks exactly like the mrs puff oh neptune meme (laughs) <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh my God! Also, Hi Mom is in this episode. That's so good too. Hi. That tall, lanky white guy. Hi Mom. Oh my! <laughs> just pans over for no reason. It's uh, just like I in the middle of a game. They as they're running. Oh out yeah! Of oh the, yeah! Uh, oh yeah! yeah, yeah, yeah the stadium. Yeah, yeah, they just right, pan right. over yeah, the yeah, yeah. sky. Oh, that's right. That's right. He stands up. I do want to. Hi Mom. Yes, I do want to pay more attention to the to the background characters. Yes. They're so like, you could tell they drew these those guys so much faster because you know I'm sure these people were on a very tight schedule and it's like we can't put too much thought into these background players and this, whoever comes to mind first. Uh, that was really funny. Yes. <sighs> okay. So anyway, again to bring home further bring home the parallel to downtown as fruits, they decide you know what this is too risky. We need to change clothes. So they go and buy new clothes and. I real like this. I mean, I'm sh- you probably saw this too, but I was like, dude, they're wearing the inverse of their downtown as fruits colors. Yes, like yes, genius, <laughs> like so galaxy smart. brain stuff. They had Aunt Gerald wearing yellow. Arnold is now the red strawberry, but they mm-hmm. they look like ZZ Top kind of thing or whatever. But exactly, it's if only Arnold had a smaller hat. Yes, then it would have been. Right on the money. That is true. Yes. But yeah, the I forgot about this angle that they then get arrested and are mistaken for do you remember their names? No. Okay. no I, I, I don't remember down. their names. They were mis- so they were brought they're brought in to police custody on a case of mistaken identity because of their uh damning uncanny resemblance to Huffnagel and Kashlevsky, the Yahoo Soda Bandits. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. Like they have the same pants shapes too. Is there like calling cards just that they sell Yahoo? And then yeah, we actually see them for real get brought into the police station. And it just remind again, it also just reminds me of that episode of the Powerpuff Girls where like yeah. the middle aged guys dress up as the girls and like 
commit a series of robberies. <laughs> <laughs> I like part of me wishes that it was the downtown is. Oh, that would have been that would have been great. Yeah, yeah, Vic and Worry. Yeah, bring those but guys. These back. are also yeah. really good off-brand. <laughs> like off brand. Punched in the face a few times, Arnold and Gerald. <laughs> like off, yeah, just like off model. Because it's direct. Like it's yeah. direct. Yeah. <laughs> It's the it's the win the open window maniac the main the, the maniac was in the mailbox this entire this entire ep- this entire episode <laughs> oh boy and then yeah of course we get the whole thing of Stinky just being like hey guys I got me an electric tie too bad y'all were sick on account of you were sick so y'all couldn't come to the carnival for surprise carnival day. <laughs> That was a big disservice to oh how Stinky actually talks, but that was the best I could do. Um, no, it's so but, good. And that Stinky's role always is yeah. like, oh, too bad on account of... Yeah, like, that's ugh. true. He does, he does. They found their stride. They're, they're finding their stride with the characters mm-hmm. at this point, and it's so good. Like, the utility of it all. Yeah, it's like, okay, yeah. we need somebody to like just deliver this particular line. It's like, okay, it's, give it to Stinky. He will just... Yeah, yeah, Same in the same way that he does this, the, the big Caesar thing, just... You know the eccentricity delivering some sincere, some sincere, very unassuming, unironic thought. Um, give it to him, and then we have uh, what appears to be an early sketch of Scruffy the janitor uh, mopping up or sweep up the mm-hmm. school carnival, and uh, it serves them right. They they deserved that whole stressful day. I don't they know, deserve it. Like, yeah, <laughs> it was. Yeah, kids being kids, it. and sometimes kids are very dumb. Shame. Yeah, it looked like a badass carnival. It too. did. They fit. They fit a freaking Ferris wheel or tilt a whirl, like just on that arguably pretty small blacktop and several booths. It's it's county fair season, so that, that definitely puts put the uh, put the FOMO in my head a little bit. These were fun. These were just like these were these were just like good fun episode not like, not all... super high concept like the scenario is yeah. not entirely outrageous again it was arguably just very grounded compared to like the last few things that we had to that we that we watched yeah yeah the, <sighs> definitely like i i was very happy to watch these ones yeah <laughs> and again just focused on like a pairing of characters like not even yes. really like ensemble driven at all it's just mm-hmm. hey, let's we get put, a good vignette. Let's put these real good two people together. Or like let's put Arnold together with this person and just see what how the well mostly the worst gets brought out in, in either <laughs> of them on both levels. But Correct. it results in some damn good children's television. Damn good children's <laughs> TV, everybody. I think that'll about do it. Um, so thank you all for riding with us once more. Um, again, you can catch this all on Paramount Plus, yeah, or just DVD, if that's what you like to do. Shout Factory's got a pretty solid, uh, DVD box set, uh, so stay tuned with us for next week's episode, where we will cover episode 8 of season 2, which is Freeze Frame, uh, and I'm, I, oh, damn, like, I can't wait for us to talk about this one in particular, Phoebe Cheats, uh, which is gonna be pretty messed up. And yeah, we're going to have, we're, it's going to get pretty wild. I think once we talk about that up, that one, but we'll get there. Yeah. One, one, one thing at a time. Um, one thing at a time. Sean, do you have more Mr. Simmons morals for these two? I, I do okay. have Mr. Simmons morals. Okay. So for Arnold saves Sid, quite simply, it's just let him die. I guess <laughs> if he <laughs> dies, he dies. Rocky four. If he Rock, dies, he dies. Rocky four. 
<laughs> yeah, because what happens if you defy death? You get into a Final Destination movie, and it's death by Sid being annoying death, as shit. Death by smothering, <laughs> yes. and not not death like not the smothering. cool pillow kind, just like attention. No, no, <laughs> definitely not. And it's not like a Rube Goldberg machine either. Well, I guess this episode kind of was a Rube Goldberg. A little bit. Anyway, it is let him die. Just tell you tell your people when when it's too much. Like speak up for yourself, Arnold. There you go. Speak up for yourself. Boundaries are good. Boundaries are healthy. Yes. And then for Hooky, I'm hard pressed to choose between the three that Gerald gave that, to yes, us. Yes, yes. What was it? He like, gave us parade. The, the first, the first one was stay in school Ooh, and pray it's part Carnival Day. Don't wear a fake beard or you'll get arrested because those two things are correlated. Yes. And stay away from buddy love movies. <laughs> <laughs> because he will go coconuts. He and will so go. Will you. We we went coconuts talking about this, so that i'm i'm cool did. with any of those and once more take this map and map the floor <laughs> and never eat raspberries